Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Brustling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and that means tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. Of course, tonight's Friday Night Smackdown does go. I won't say it's a it was a great show or anything, but I will say it was a good show. I will say it was very easy to watch. I will say that I liked just about everything on the show, and I mean, I'm not going to be out here going, oh my god, you need to go out and watch this Smackdown. Oh my god, you missed Smackdown, you have to go out. I'm not going to say that. You missed it, you missed it. It was a really good show, though. It was a... Very easy to watch show, but I'm not going to come out and say, oh man, this was such a great show. You have to see it if you didn't watch it. If you didn't watch it, listen to this review and you'll know everything that took place. And I'm, that may be a bad thing to say because I'm not also saying that it was a passable show. But what I'm saying is really good show, close to really good, pretty good show, easy to watch, super fun, got new tag team champions on the women's side. And yeah, we go from there. But yeah, not a bad episode of SmackDown overall. I'm just going to, I'm contemplating. Do we talk about it? Do we not talk about it? We've already done two videos about it. Vince McMahon has officially resigned as chairman of the board from TKO. And actually, I do want to talk about this just for a second. I've got to give a little context here because I've already had people in my DMs. You know, he'll be back in six months. He did it once before. He'll do it again. <laughs> Do people not realize that Vince doesn't own this company anymore? Do people realize that Vince doesn't have controlling power anymore? Do people realize that Vince does not have the title of largest shareholder anymore? Vince McMahon is no longer the executive chairman of the board of TKO Group's holding. Vince McMahon is no longer in charge of WWE. Vince McMahon has no say at all over World Wrestling Entertainment anymore. He, do, he does not have the power, unlike before, to say, all right, I want back in. And to force his way back in. To pull people off the board, put his people on the board, and then those people say, you can be back in and run in the thing. He doesn't have that anymore. Vince is gone, and he is really gone. I want to read this tweet from Dave Meltzer. As he sums it up kind of perfectly as far as comparing now to the last time. Actually, um, I got to pull up. <clears throat> Let me see. Here it is. Dave tweeted out, Vince re really isn't coming back this time. He doesn't have the voting power. The lawsuit made it impossible. Sponsor pullouts can be a domino, and they needed to stop the dominoes from falling immediately. So we know that Slim Jim said, hey, with everything that came out yesterday, we're not going to sponsor you guys for the time being. We're pausing our partnership, and we're not working with you for the Royal Rumble tomorrow. According to Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, he also stated that WWE was in talks with another new potential big sponsor, and that sponsor has pulled out of negotiations and talks as well. So there was a ripple effect coming, and Vince had to step away before it got bad, before it financially impacted the company to a big degree. We don't know if this stuff with Slim Jim pulling out is going to financially affect the company or not, but it was it was the first domino to fall, as Dave says. And many dominoes could have fell as well. We know that Vince had to resign himself. As far as the bylaws go and the SEC filings do state for TKO Group holding, Vince McMahon could not be fired. Vince McMahon could not be pushed out by anybody in TKO or Endeavor. Vince McMahon himself had to resign or die to no longer be 
in a position of power as the executive chairman of the board. And Vince did agree to resign. We don't know under what terms. We don't know who talked him into it. If he's the one that just said, you know what, I see what's happening, I'll leave. Or if they had to ask him. I think it was kicking and screaming. But Vince himself did release a statement to, I want to say it was Deadline. And I'm going to try to find that here. He stated, quote, I stand by my prior statement that Miss Grant's lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene, made-up instances that never occurred, and in a vindictive distortion of the truth. I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations and look forward to clearing my, excuse me, clearing my name. However, out of respect for the WWE Universe, the extraordinary TKO business, and its board of board members and shareholders, partners and constituents, and all of the employees and superstars who help make WWE into the global leader it is today, I have decided to resign from my executive chairmanship and the TKO board of directors effective immediately. So there we go. Vince, no longer there. He's gone. He's done. He's going to take his $20 million in stock and go live his life. We'll see where all this goes. But now everyone's saying, oh, put the man in jail. Do this, do that. Well, this lawsuit isn't going to put him in jail. As we learned when we talked to Dmitry Shaknovich last night in the video that we posted breaking down the lawsuit, it is a civil lawsuit, not a criminal lawsuit. No criminal charges have been brought up against Vince. Basically, Ms. Grant is just looking to get paid. That's all it is. That's what it is. So yeah. Um, just thinking if there's anything else we need to cover on that before we get into the SmackDown stuff. I don't think so. I don't think there is. So with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember to head over to YouTube. Hit that subscribe button to know when we post new videos, when we go live, or post things to the community tab. Also, remember to hit that join button to become a channel member and donate a super chat to, to make sure your comment, question, or concern does get read live on the air. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. We're buying the new game, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Getting an older game like Horizon Forbidden West. Maybe Alan Wake 2. Getting that free game. Infinifactory. Or you're getting bucks for Rocket League Fortnite Fall Guys. Use this code right here. PWUnlimited at checkout. And you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Hell, they've added Raiden from Metal Gear Solid 2 to the item shop in Fortnite. Heck, they added the giant chicken from Family Guy to the store in Fortnite. And if you're going to buy those, use this code right here, 
P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. <clears throat> also, give me one second. I need to send a message. I just got a message. I need to reply. Give me two seconds. Um... All right, we should be. You replied to my daughter a really fast, important message she sent me. I got to respond back. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So, first night SmackDown does go. SmackDown opened up with some guy I've never heard of. I hope I don't butcher his name. Eladio Caron. Caron, Carion, Carion, I don't know what to say. Eladio, Carion, Corian, Carion. <clears throat> I don't know who he is. Apparently, he's a rapper. He's a musician. Musician. And so, he gets a microphone inside the ring, and he welcomes everybody to SmackDown, and then introduces Randy Orton. Again, I don't know who he is, but cool. Bringing in more celebrities. Bringing in more people from outside into WWE for little things like this. For people that are fans of his, probably really cool to see it. For someone like me, it really meant nothing. <clears throat> Hell, for someone like me, Trick showing up meant so much more. And I'm really going to talk about that later because that was actually bigger than most people think. Randy Orton comes out and it was a pretty basic, I'm going to win the Rumble thing. No, I'm going to win the Rumble. or at, I'm going to win at the Rumble. No, I'm going to win the Rumble. No, I'm going to win the Rumble kind of thing. Orton said, that he bet nobody thought he was friends with Carrion. Orton said that he was there to talk about the bloodline. Orton said the bloodline has been on a hell of a run and mentioned how Roman Reigns has been holding his title for almost 1,300 days. Orton said that's unheard of and nobody can stop the bloodline. Well, except for him. Orton said the only number after Saturday night that will matter is 15 because Orton will become a 15-time world champion when he beats Roman Reigns. Crowd starts chanting for Randy. Orton said that he is going to win courtesy of the three most destructive letters in all of sports and entertainment, R-K-O. AJ Styles' music hits and Randy's like, oh, what the fuck? What does this guy want now? Styles asked Orton if he was looking past him. He said, you and Roman aren't the only two in this match. AJ said that he asked Nick Aldis if he could have a match with Solo, and instead, they ended up giving it to LA Knight. Styles walked into the ring and told Orton that Orton should know better. Styles reminded Orton of their history together, and Styles said that Orton has a receipt coming. Styles said that he will step over Orton, Reigns, and Knight. On cue, <clears throat> nice music hit. And night came out. That had a microphone and said, let me talk to ya. The crowd said, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Knight talked about how Styles has been crying ever since he came back to WWE. Knight noted how he didn't really want to fight Solo Sokoa later. Knight said that Paul Heyman lobbied to have Knight wrestle tonight to soften him up before the Royal Rumble. Knight said that he's not going to complain, though. 
Knight said that he was going to walk over everyone at the Royal Rumble to become WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. Knight said, oh, yeah. And then threw the microphone down. Knight left the ring, and Styles Pele kicked Orton to end the segment. I thought this was good. Shocked there was no Roman tonight. I'm like, the night before? And they're like, how far is Miami to, to Tampa? Miami to Tampa. Oh, that's a four-hour drive. Probably not that bad of a flight. You're going to do it. But regardless, I'm like, the night before the Royal Rumble, the go-home show, and you're not going to have Roman on the show? What? No Roman. But we did get our first match here that went about 10 minutes, and it was Santos Escobar against Corlito. Carlito. I don't know why I said Corlito. Now, Carlito was fired up to open up this. Carlito fired up at the open of this match and threw a series of punches and kicks. Carlito kept control with a fury of strikes until Escobar ran Carlito, Carlito into the middle turnbuckle. Carlito went to the outside and was a recipient of a dive from Escobar as Humberto and Angel distracted Carlito. The show went to a commercial break, and when it came back, Carlito ran into an elbow, and Escobar got a two out of it. Escobar then ripped Carlito's shirt off. Now, this is weird, because I'm like, why the hell is Carlito wrestling in his shirt? It was it all just for this spot for Santos to rip the shirt off of him? Because that was kind of anticlimactic. Escobar then tore the tape of Carlito's shoulder off Carlito's shoulders. Escobar then hit double knees in the corner, double knees to Carlito, and followed it up with the Frankensteiner from the top rope for a two. Escobar worked an arm bar on Carlito. Escobar pulled, pulled Carlito down by his hair and stomped on Carlito. Escobar went back to the arm bar, but Carlito fired up and took Escobar down with a drop kick. Carlito landed a neck breaker and a spine buster off of it. Carlito followed this up with a knee, and Humberto. Distracted the referee as Angel pulled Carlito to the outside. The LWO, uh, Humberto, and Angel all started brawling on the outside. <clears throat> then out of nowhere, Electra Lopez would attack Zelina Vega, who distracted Carlito. Escobar then rolled Carlito up and picked up the victory. So there we go. Alexa is back with Santos. We have the new version of Legato Del Fantasma. And I've been saying this for a while, especially since the heel turn of Santos. Oh my God, they're going to bring in Electra to combat Zelina. And they did it. I thought they'd wait another week because she's got the big Lola Vice match next Tuesday. And then I think, I thought after that, then they'd call her up. But nope, they did it tonight. And I couldn't be happier because I always thought that Electra Lopez with Santos was such a great pairing. And when they brought Santos and the rest of Legato to the main roster and put them with Zelina... I was a little disappointed by that. I thought that wasn't the right move for a number of different reasons we don't have to really get into. But now that Electra is back with Santos, all is right. All is right. So super cool, super awesome, super great, super nice, super super whatever to see. I've always been a big uh, Electra Lopez fan. And so I can't wait to see what she does on the main roster here with Santos. I mean... She got a great promo this past week on Lola. That was, like, so good. And hopefully she can continue that on the main roster. <clears throat> so as we move forward, Styles was shown backstage, and he ran into Jimmy Uso. 
Jimmy basically was just like, hey, you work with us, we work with you tonight, this and that, and da 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 you know, you know what needs to happen, you don't like LA Knight, we could all agree on that, and this and that. And so, Jimmy walks off, and the OC are standing there. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Meechin, and they're like, what, 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 what was that all about? And AJ looks right at Carl, right in his eyes, and was like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what the shit, AJ? What the what? <clears throat> so, like all this was shown backstage, and Ava walks in to frame the new general manager of NXT. Uh, she asked all this for some clips about being a general manager, and then walked into Bob- Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, who drew a number for the Royal Rumble. Escobar then walked in and drew a number for himself. Neither number were actually revealed, but we do now know that Santos Escobar will be in the Royal Rumble. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Only Bobby pulled a number, right? So Tez and Dawkins didn't? A video played that profiled Bailey. This was really, really good. Then we got Truth. Man, I love our Truth. Ron Killings is a saint. Our Truth was shown drawing a number for the Royal Rumble. And he was there with Ava and Aldis. Truth called all this Adam and Mr. Pierce. And then they're like, hey, I think you got GMs mixed up. Truth asked the GMs if he had to quarantine before this match. And then said something that made us all think, oh, he got 19 then. Or COVID-19, probably. That was a COVID joke. So I move into the title match. The WWE Women's Tag Team Championships were on the line when Katana Chance and Caden Carter defended against the Kabuki Warriors, Kairi Sane, Kairi Sane, and Asuka. And I'm like, yeah, we knew this this finish was happening. We knew they were picking up the win. You know, I don't want to bring. I didn't want to bring this up, but I have to do it. Triple H posted a photo of him with Kairi and Asuka, like he always does when there's new champions. And I literally saw comments going, yeah, this only happened because Vince is gone. Like, what? What? They think that the Kabuki Warriors only won the women's tag titles because Vince is gone. That's such a, the most uneducated, stupid, half-brained comments. And there wasn't just one. I saw a few. Not saying the exact same thing verbiage-wise, like same words, but basically the same thing. Oh, finally we get this because Vince is gone, or Vince is gone, so they're now the champions. Like, you don't remember how long Asuka had the belt under Vince? Vince has pushed Asuka quite a bit. So, to say that, oh, Vin- they, they won the titles because Vince is gone. Triple H can finally book how he wants. He's been booking how he wants for a while, you dumb sons of bitches. So, Carter and Asuka started off the match. And it wasn't long before Chance actually tagged in. They did some double team moves, and then Asuka and Sane were on the outside. Chance had a plancha on both of them, and the show went to a commercial break. Back from the said break, Sane and Asuka hit a series of double team moves on Chance to take control. Asuka ran at Chance, but Chance pulled the second rope down, and Asuka spilled to the floor. Sane then ran at Chance, and Chance threw Sane to the outside. Carter wasn't on the apron for the tag, and eventually Carter tagged in and hit the splash on Sane and Asuka. 
Thunder then hit a running boot to Asuka, but landed a springboard leg drop on Asuka for a two. Satan then tagged in, and the Kabuki Warriors system double team moves on Carter for a near fall. Satan landed a spinning back fist on Carter, and Satan went to the top. Satan then went for her elbow, but Carter got her feet up, and Satan landed, landed on those feet. I wrote that weird. Asuka then tagged in, and Carter got in a modified Sister Abigail. Chance then tagged in, and the champs hit the keg stand, but Sane broke up the pin attempt. Things then started to break down here, and Sane and Chance fought on the outside. Sane then slammed Chance onto the commentary table. Asuka kicked Carter in the head and tagged in Sane. Sane went to the top, and this time landed the insane elbow and picked up the victory. New WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They go on to celebrate with damage control after the match, and Michael Cole says it. Well, now it's all up to Bailey to win the Rumble tomorrow, and damage control will all be successful. It's basically what he said. So, very cool. I like this move. Bookie Warriors, back at the top of the women's division. And it's just, when is that? When is that Bailey turn coming? Whether it is them turning on Bailey or Bailey realizing, oh, you guys really don't like me. Okay, I'm out. Bailey is my pick for the Rumble. I know me and Luke did our predictions earlier. I'm going to put those up as a separate video after this. And all I'm going to say is he picked Becky. I picked Bailey. So we'll see. Paul Heyman was talking to Solo Sokoa in the backstage area. Heyman said the Solo has to fix the problem and to not be merciful the night in the match with LA Knight. Jimmy Uso said Sokoa was scary. And Heyman told Jimmy, uh, and Heyman told Jimmy, that Roman got to the tribal chief level because he saw a moment and seized it. Now, it's time for him to do the same thing. He's like, there's a, there's another world champion over there on Monday Night Raw. And right now, he's he's pretty much working off of one leg. Well, how about you enter the Rumble? You then challenge Seth freaking Rollins and beat him for the title at WrestleMania. Jimmy likes that answer. I like that suggestion. Bianca Belair and Bailey were shown picking numbers. They didn't give us their number. Nobody said their numbers. Then we had the final testament with Bobby Lashley and Street Profits. And I think this is the best thing for Karrion Cross. This reboot. He was great in NXT. Kind of floundered or was just kind of stagnant on the main roster. Especially this one on the main roster. That first one on the main roster when Vince had him in the BDSM stuff. Ooh, don't get my started. Anyways, he's kind of been flatlining on the main roster, in my opinion. But he looked good tonight. This made Karrion Cross look, as you can say, like a, a top-level threat almost. Almost. They're probably still mid-card ranging right now, but this gave me hopes of, oh, they could be slowly building Karrion Cross up for something bigger here. So Bobby Lashley and Street Profits come out. And Corey Graves tells us, after we come back from the break, Bobby Lashley and Street Profits are going to protect their pride. And I'm like, oh, just call them the pride. Come on, you god dang, god dang, god dang, god dang, song guns. So, Lashley says after the break that people of Miami came to see a fight. And a fight is what they want. Bring on the Final Testament. Final Testament music hits. And they all come out. Scarlet walked into the ring and stared down with Lashley, who called Cross a coward. Montez Ford said the Final Testament are scared. 
while Ellering had her microphone and spoke from the walkway. Ellering said that there is no fear in carrying cross. Who then began to speak, and the crowd gave him the what, what treatment. Cross then eventually told the crowd, hey, shut the hell up. The crowd then booed heavily as he told them to shut up. Cross then told Lashley that Lashley wasn't in control anymore. Cross said that Lashley wasn't going to get his fight tonight. Lashley said Cross lied because they indeed are going to fight tonight. Scarlett jumped on Lashley and Cross ran Lashley into the ring post. AOP beat down the Street Profits right in the middle of the ring. Faction then attacked Lashley. Cross then hit his cross hammer and they all stood tall over Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Like, do what? They're really, really pushing these guys hard. And we know back from the NXT days, Triple H is a big fan of Karrion Cross, big fan of AOP. Putting all these guys and girls together, I think this is a great, great pairing. And now we just got to sit and wait and see exactly how it all plays out. Jimmy Uso walks into Aldous' office, draws a number, and doesn't seem quite happy with the number that he has drawn. So I don't know what number Jimmy got, but it seems to be impossibly a, a low number. We got a video recapping Kevin Owens and Logan Paul and all the stuff that happened to them. Just hyping up their match. Then we got a six, seven-minute match. Austin Theory, Carmelo Hayes. That well, was all right. But what happens after the match, that was the bigger, bigger story here. So Hayes gained an early edge, and Theory went to the outside. The match reset, and Theory threw Hayes outside. Grayson Waller then hit Hayes as well. Uh, the show went to a commercial break, and back from the break, Hayes fired up and hit a face buster for a two. Hayes went to the second rope, but Waller distracted him, and Theory pulled Hayes to the ground. Theory landed the ataxi, ataxia for a two. Theory lifted Hayes, but Hayes worked out of it. Waller then got on the apron, and Theory and Hayes traded roll-up attempts and pin attempts, but then Theory grabbed the tights and ultimately got the pin with the handful of tights. So after the match, Waller and Theory attack Hayes. They're double-teaming him when Trick Williams' music plays. Trick runs out, and it sounds like that entire building in Miami is chanting, Whoop that trick! Whoop that trick! Whoop that trick! And I go, oh... Yes. Now, I will, I will say, when we first got Trick Williams in NXT, I said, that's kind of annoying. This guy's just a hype man, and he doesn't do it for me. But ever since he transitioned from just Mello's manager to a wrestler and finding himself, oh my God, is Trick Williams great? Is he amazing? Trick is a star. And when people always go, well, you know, main roster fans don't really know any of them NXT people, that's not true. Because this proved it. If main roster fans didn't know the NXT superstars because they don't watch NXT, then why was this entire building, or at least sounded like this entire building, was chanting, whoop that trick, whoop that trick, whoop that trick. Just saying. So that was a big thing. They knew who Trick was. That they have done such a great job pushing Trick Williams that the main roster fans who may or may not well, you know, watch NXT every week knew who Trick was and knew the chant when he comes out. 
<clears throat> now, I was waiting for somebody just to start going, like either Corey or Cole to go, uh-huh, what? Yeah, man. But that's Booker's thing. So it would have been cool if a Booker was out there, but they couldn't put Booker out there because then it would have been too telling. We had heard earlier in the day, though, a trick's in the building might be used tonight. Skyler Braxton uh, interviewed the guy from the open of the show, Karyon, 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 I don't know how to say it. Braxton asked him who he thought was going to win the win at the Royal Rumble tomorrow and walk out the champion. And he goes, my boy. And he reveals he's wearing a Randy Orton shirt. He's like, Randy Orton. Bloodline walks up. Basically, they were just like, oh, you think so, huh? Yeah? Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But nothing happening. Wasted four minutes. Then we go into our main event. LA Knight for Solo Sokoa. And before we talk about that main event, we gotta talk about our sponsor, Upscale Bling. Are you looking to up your accessory game? Why not do so with Upscale Bling? Upscale Bling is your source for in-style chains, watches, rings, and many more awesome products to level up your wardrobe. Not only are their products high quality, but they're also affordable. Don't take just my word for it. Go check them out right now at blingupscale.com. Head over to blingupscale.com right now and use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. Again, that's code PWUNLIMITED at checkout for 20% off at blingupscale.com. Check it out today. As far as this main event match itself does go, it goes minutes, 45 seconds or so, and ends in a DQ. The Knight had control early and stepped on Sokoa's hand before kicking Sokoa to the outside. Knight followed him and slammed Sokoa's hand on the table on the outside. Knight ran Sokoa into a ring post, into the ring post and wrapped Sokoa's arm around the post before slamming it against, multiple, slamming it against it multiple times. Knight rolled Sokoa back into the ring and went for a springboard splash, but Sokoa caught Knight with a punch. The show then went to its final commercial break of the night. When the show returned, Sokoa landed a Samoan drop and got a two off of it. Before long, Knight railed and land, uh, rallied and landed a bulldog from the second rope. Knight hit a bunch of punches and a running clothesline complete with a side Russian leg sweep. Knight stomped on Sokoa. Knight punched Jimmy Uso off the apron who tried to get involved and then DDT'd Sokoa. Knight clotheslined Sokoa over the top rope and the action spills to the outside. Knight slammed Sokoa on the commentary table. Knight then lands a running knee, and then AJ Styles appears and attacks LA Knight. He hits him with a flying elbow, and then the match ends, and Karen, or not Karen Cross, LA Knight wins by DQ. The match is over, and Styles ran Knight into the steel steps after the match. Jimmy Uso would approach with a chair, and Jimmy then was like, hey, AJ, I'm not coming after you. And he slowly puts the chair down, suggesting... You know what to do with this. Styles then picked up the chair, and Sokoa yelled at Styles. Instead of attacking Knight, though, with the chair, he hits both Solo and Jimmy. Then the music of Randy Orton would hit, and we hear voices in our head. Orton hits Styles with the power slam, and then also uh, attacks Uso as well. Sokoa then pulled Orton to the outside, and Orton dropped Sokoa on the commentary table. Orton took his shirt off, and the crowd cheered vigorously. Orton grabbed Uso and set him up for a draping DDT. Jimmy took it. Styles then got back into the ring, and they mixed it up a little bit. 
before uh, he hit the draping DDT on AJ as well. Orton then RKO'd Styles, and I'm like, oh, the show's over. Woo, AJ, or Randy, standing tall two weeks in a row. I send out a tweet that says that, and then literally I click send, and then he gets attacked by Knight. Knight hits him with the BFT, blunt force trauma, and LA Knight actually stands tall at the end of the show. That was Friday Night SmackDown. I thought it was a really good show. I thought it was a very easy-to-watch show, very passable SmackDown, and a decent go-home show. Like, go-homes are you... Actually, as a go-home show, I thought it was really good. As a SmackDown, it was good, but as a go-home, it was really good. Now, I forgot to talk about something. Hold on. Give me one second. I'm going to pull something up. Also remember, guys, to go vote in the polls if you haven't done so already. Now, I forgot to talk about Hulk Hogan. Both on Monday and today, they teased Hulk Hogan being in the Royal Rumble. On Monday, they had Hulk Hogan narrate a video about the Royal Rumble and then say, you know, number th- he says something about number 30, and then says, could be me. Might have one more in me. And tonight... He narrates a different video, not the same, but a different video about the Royal Rumble being in Tampa, his stomping grounds, and says, you got to be rumble ready. And then it says, to be continued, Royal Rumble tomorrow, 8, 7 central. What the, what the what? Is Hulk Hogan going to be number 30 in the Royal Rumble tomorrow? I don't even know if they could throw this man out of the Rumble. Like, that's going to be the big question. But it's like, what the? Is Hogan going to be in the Rumble? I have no idea what these teases are. They started it on Monday. They continued it tonight. And we'll have to wait until tomorrow to see. But with that, you know what I thought of tonight's SmackDown. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. Go over here and check the polls. Or as the X poll does go. 79% of you liked tonight's SmackDown. 17% thought it was just all right. And 3% didn't like it. Looking at the YouTube community poll. 76% liked the show. 15% thought it was just all right. And 9% didn't like it. Comments here have nothing to do with SmackDown. So I'm not going to read them. Um, as far as the YouTube live poll does go, 75% liked the show, 22% thought it was just all right, and 1% didn't like it. Looking over at the Twitch poll, 100%, everybody that voted liked the show. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we will be back tomorrow night following the Royal Rumble. They do have a Royal Rumble press conference, so I will be watching that first. And then we'll be here talking about everything that went down during the 2024 Royal Rumble event. With that, guys, have a great rest of your Friday, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.